Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the favorite jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a vocalist from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, Nicole Henry. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange. Today, we have Nicole Henry with us. Ma'am, thank you for yeah. joining us. Oh, great to be with you, Leander. Great to thank you for having me. And yes, everybody, I found another vocalist because it, it seems <laughs> so hard to find nowadays. <laughs> so, oh, ma'am, can you, can you please introduce yourself to the people? We get yeah, going? Sure. How much do you want me to let you? Yeah, listen, I can run on. I mean, I use a microphone for a living, so I could do this for hours. But uh, my name is Nicole Henry, and I'm a vocalist. I'm an entertainer, and I've been, oh my goodness, I've been doing this full time since 2001, um, which makes me 29, I think, as my aunt would say, 29 and holding. Originally from Philadelphia, born in Philly and raised in Bucks County. Um, and yes, I love interpreting lyrics, um, both singing and acting. Okay. So I guess copy. I love interpreting copy. Let's say that. <laughs> okay. And before we mm-hmm. were starting, you were telling me you lived in Miami or something like that, and then you moved back? Or did I get yes, that wrong? Well, you know, I went to the University of Miami, um, and I, I did, actually didn't study music, although they have a great music school down here, and I... I was just on campus a couple days ago working with another pianist, but um, went to the University of Miami. And when I graduated, I just stayed in Miami because I, I got my first job out of college, which was working with the Recording Academy, which is actually the, the organization that does the Grammy Awards. So their Florida branch had just recently opened and I worked there for about three years. And then I got a break to, to get my first kind of singing gig which opened me up to understanding what being an artist was like full time. And I was out, I was out the door. So I, I gave my notice and started singing and acting full time down here. Um, and then just found it a great home base. You know, I started touring the world, but just always found it easy to come back to Miami. Um, but yes, I was saying that in 2016, I, I woke up one morning and I was like, wait, why am I still here? I've always wanted to live in New York. So I moved to New York. Um, the summer of 2016, um, and I would say it was a combination for both singing and acting stuff. But um, but yeah, enjoyed that a lot until until COVID. Then just came back here to be in the sunshine. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, question I definitely need to ask is: Did you actually <laughs> like living in New York? Because a lot of jazz artists or people in general don't. I love New York. I love the energy of New York. I love the 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 um the inspiration. I mean, people are no matter what industry you work in, people are always doing something and and doing it hard. You know what I mean? And not one thing. They're doing like six and seven and eight things and it just kind of reminds you what's possible. You know, so many people are hustling because they have to because they got to pay the rent, but it really but they have a they don't have a limit to what is possible and that's inspiring to me. So I do love New York for that reason. Okay. And how would you compare it to Miami since that's where you're currently based? (laughs) Well, currently there are tons of New Yorkers living and moving to Miami and the traffic is ridiculous now, even more so. But, um, but you know, when you live in a place for as long as I have been, you're always going to be like, it's not the same, but, um, Miami, you know what I love about Miami? It's also inspiring because there's sunshine pretty much 
97% of the days at least. Um, and if it's not one day, you kind of like get a relief because you're like, oh, good, I can catch up on work and not feel like I should be outside. So I think Miami is inspiring in its own way. Um, and it continues to grow as a city. So I, I love I love living in Miami. I mean, you know, every place has its great stuff and it's not so great stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first thing I want to also add about your albums, because we didn't even talk about that yet. Whoever was the engineer for Time to Love Again, mm-hmm. great job. <laughs> Thank you. I would say to the producer and the engineers, they, they just really did a phenomenal job. I agree with you. I, I love listening to... Is that your album. traveling band? Or as much as I can make it my traveling band. Yeah, they, they're they the band that I've worked with for probably at least 12 years, most of those players in the band, my quartet, piano, bass, drums, and guitar. Um, so uh, pretty much, I would say, 85% of the arrangements came from us gigging together over the years and certainly I believe you can hear that in the recording because it's a, it's a big difference when you go in the studio with the guys and the players that you've been doing those songs with for years or uh, or we created them together so um, yeah so it's they're, they're, I love those guys I love those guys mm-hmm. So my other question on that is, are you going to start doing more originals, even though I love your covers? That's funny that you... I'm set. It is. They really are something else. Um, uh, You know, I I do want to start doing more originals. I really do. And I I intend to um, really... I'm taking a break in March for a couple weeks to kind of, you know, slow down for a minute because I've been touring a lot for the last year and a half. And it's been f- phenomenal, and I'm so blessed uh, to have that opportunity. But I do feel like I need to sit still for a minute and and give more to the world that is from my mind. You know what I mean? Not just picking songs that, you know, melodically or lyrically mean a lot to me, which I think is is something I'll always do because I just I like I said I love interpreting and and sometimes reinterpreting songs and. You know, when you like a poem, you read it a lot. So it's kind of like a singer. If you like the song, you're gonna you want to sing it a lot for a reason. Um, but yeah, I feel like I do need to say more to the world about who I am. And I think we're always asking ourselves, who are we? Um, I guess if you're living the way that I feel like I want to live, yeah. Okay. And something that the vocalists or the people that I've noticed are the ones killing it in terms of streams. Is it because you think people just want to hear more vocals over jazz versus a lot of the modern jazz? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends what genre you're, I mean, you're saying jazz. So would you say the obscure jazz tunes are, I mean, I think a lot of times the vocals are, I would say a lot, a lot of times more everyday people feel like they can relate to vocals because it is a common a common thread, you know, of, of communication. Sometimes people just don't understand how to get into the depths of a live, you know, of, of, of instrumentals. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if, if I'm going to take your what you're saying as true, um, I think it's just, you know, lyrics have, more, have, have an appeal that is undeniable and common. So, um, but I wouldn't say that I enjoy vocals more than instrumentals. But I know personally, um, 
I lean towards go- listening to vocals more because I love discovering new tunes and new new voices and and new arrangements. Okay. Yeah. So, what would you recommend to somebody starting a quartet quintet? Pick up a singer or pick up a vocalist or just do their own thing. Oh, I would say do your own thing. I would say try to write some music together and um, and you know work as a team to extend your brand. Um, one of the things I find to be the, a challenging thing, you know, as a lead singer, very seldom, you, you don't get asked to be a sideman, you know? Um, so it's a very singular job. You're, you're alone a lot. Um, so I, I think if I were to have started writing songs and collaborating more with my band from the get-go, I think there would be a certain, another type of, um, family or you know a certain type of level of connection that I would have so um, yeah and so I think I do miss that being a singer only and not really being a sideman um, and then often having to work you know with picking up bands there is a there's a singularness to it that I'm not sure if that's who I always have been or if that's what I've become or I don't know, but, but it, I'm, I'm not complaining, but I think, uh, I think that's a cool thing is to, to really work as a team because things are more fun when there's, you know, the more the merrier, as long as you guys are on the same page. You know? I agree um, with that. I yeah. just don't really, I can't really relate to vocalist problems because <laughs> what do you play? Oh. I'm a percussionist. I can't sing oh, okay. for my life. Well, <laughs> so, that's good that you know that because the worst thing is to try to listen to somebody who doesn't realize they can't sing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that person. Well, that's good you have an ear. No, I think it's I love people who love singing and sometimes don't always have the best voices. It's so cute. It's pre- it's a precious thing. Um, yeah, no, but I, I can make I, fun I, of a few artists who try it. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't, don't tell me. Yeah. Tell me. Oh, that's funny. But um, but you know, sometimes singing is really about. I mean, there's a, there are a handful of artists out there that never really had the great voice, but it's just a matter of interpreting. So there's something to not having a good voice, I guess, occasionally. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, do you think you are able to get more gigs because you're vocalist, or do you think you're just working that much harder than the average person who plays in a quintet quartet? Um, no, I think I, I think I work probably less than some people who work in a trio or a quartet. Because again, if you're a sideband, I mean, it's hard to compare the apples to oranges because I'm not exactly sure what the full question is. But I think I work a lot because I hustle and have continued to stick with my craft. And sometimes longevity really, really adds in the game you know once you have those 10,000 hours under your belt you can play around a little more and and people acknowledge your your tenure you know um and hopefully if you keep putting out some good stuff um but not everything's going to be the hit not every album's going to knock the socks off people um but you you keep producing and i think Creativity begets creativity. So I, I wouldn't say that I work more than a trio. In fact, I'd probably work less because, again, the same thing I said before, you know, I, I can call a bass player right now and they can, they probably have more gigs on the on their calendar than I do because they get called to do gigs. And I get called to just be me and not be me for somebody else, you know, backing somebody else. So, 
Yeah, but again, I'm not complaining. Okay. Uh, Which yeah. album did you get the most response from, or reaction, or any? You word? know, it's such an interesting question. Um, of course, the first album is always your your debut, your breakout album. I, I did really well with my first album. Um, it got me to into Japan. It was really my first international, you know, adventure. Um, it got a lot of great reviews, and those were back. This was the early two thousand four that I released the album. So those were the days that there were so many outlets, musical outlets. Not that there aren't as many today, but there, there were there was Billboard, and there was there were just a lot. There's not as many out today. I no, make fun of it aren't. all the time. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. So sad. No, it's very sad. I mean, I mean, like, I th- you know, the, art. The new art, issue of Downbeat came out. Uh, I just got it in the mail. Okay. And I swear every other month it gets smaller and smaller and oh. smaller. You know, and I think we as consumers expect everything to just be free and people don't want to pay for anything anymore. And it's it's art. Oh, it should be free. I should be able to yeah, download it. That's a whole it. other conversation. I think, I think we really need to watch ourselves. You know what I mean? We need to. I mean, um, that's really how music is going, though. That's how media it's, is it's, going. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I don't even read the New York Times all the time, but I pay for a subscription because I want that to just to stay alive you know i i i I pay for things i pay for two music services i I, you know i i pay for netflix and barely watch it but i just appreciate what they're doing you know so i i think we all need to get a grip and and realize and think about what we're paying for you know i think that ship sailed sadly (laughs) i i I don't know i I got friends that work in film they tell me their horror stories yeah it's a like weird They put world. $5 million on a small project mm, mm. and then the debut, it opens and everything after like six months, they only made 400000 mm. And then they have to go rely on the, stri- the streaming services. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I think what a lot of us artists also need to remember is like back in the day, you know, like classical music, for example, or... You know, people used to get commissioned, artists, visual artists, they get commissioned to do work. And I think we need to not be afraid to look for resources. I mean, I say that I've self-produced everything that I've pretty much released. But um, but no, on two occasions, I did reach out and do a crowdfunding. And I was able to raise on both instances about $11,000 to support the production and, and the and the distribution or marketing, whatever it is. Um, and we need to realize that that art needs a civilization needs to support arts. I mean art art is supposed to reflect the civilization. And if we let civilization off the hook, <laughs> you know, where is our art gonna go? So so I think, you know, if, I mean five a million dollars, oof. For a film. Oh yeah, uh, it, it, yes, I thought it was it a is. good film. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, he Isn't showed it me heartbreaking. It. Yeah, that it doesn't get the wings. The fact he was able to raise that much, I'm still impressed over. That's incredible. And then it just yeah. And that's the other thing as artists, we need to realize, you know, the the value of PR is so important. And and sometimes and it's also luck. I mean, timing and luck. You just you just hope hope all the stars align. But um. But yeah, marketing is so important. I remember somebody saying, was it like 
20, 20% of your budget. I don't know. Some crazy amount of money is what you're supposed to go, you know, out of the full budget is supposed to go towards marketing, maybe 40, but I don't remember now, but it's a big, it's a big deal. And, and it's so sad that so much talent goes unnoticed, but that's, that's, I don't know. I think nowadays the, I think it's noticed more now. Yeah, I think jazz artists yeah. get listened to far more now than they did 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're making any money right. for many different reasons. But one of them, right. I say, is album sales. Well, album sales for sure. And, and places like Spotify who, you know, I mean, iTunes, God bless them. There's a lot of, of uh, digital service providers, music, play, play, you know, play places that actually pay the artists what they should get paid but places like spotify kind of bastardize the art and they say they're doing us a favor which in a way there's six on one hand and i think a dozen on the other deeper one so you don't think you don't think streaming services are helping artists in any way no i no, i didn't say that at all i think streaming no no yeah i i yeah i i think streaming services are helping artists in a huge way in a huge way because you can distribute your music and be heard and give somebody a link and say find me here i mean gosh those uh, i qr codes you know so i think it i think it's it's incredible um but i do think that the streaming people who allowed and and we and the performing art the performing rights organizations need to just we need to somehow put our foot down. I mean, it's the same thing is happening in, in the acting unions too. But for Spotify and a lot of these places, Pandora, to suggest that music should be free and accessible, I mean, American music, American radio has been really pathetic, and when you compare it to international radio. Um, royalties the payouts that they do there so so i i think um we really need to try to figure out you know netflix everybody's supposed to pay you know it has a bit of a breakdown but you know people are supposed to pay when you listen to itunes you're paying you know um but spotify i think it did a i think it did a favor but i think it, it needs to um Pull back and say, okay. So you think they're paying artists too little for streaming? Yes. Yes. Okay. Spotify. Okay. Spotify That's is. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> if I wasn't clear about that. But but on the same hand, I am not gonna bite the hand that feeds me. Or they have. I've done really well with some playlists on Spotify. So. Um, okay. But I but I do think that um, I, I it's it's a it's a tough challenge. The world is a different place right now. But again, there's so much to be grateful for as far as. Um, what is available to us as artists and, and human beings, what, what we can access so easily now. So it's a, it's a tough one. I say for people who listen to music on, on free tr- streaming services, go ahead and, you know, I think Spotify has this thing where you can actually say, oh, please pay me or pay, support a nonprofit that I like, or here's my Venmo or here's my such and such. Send them $5, send them $2, you know, um, as if you had downloaded a couple songs of theirs. And I, I think, I think that goes a long way. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not all bad at all. I'd never say that. <laughs> okay. And how do you see the current state of jazz music, at least in terms of vocalists? Um, 
I think growing. it's inspiring. Okay. No, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't listen to new music as much, or I don't listen to vocal jazz as much as I used to when I was first starting out. You know, I wanted to learn and listen. It was everything I listened to at the at the time. You know, years ago, probably around 2010. Um, but uh, I, I, one, I just want to congratulate the beautiful voice of um, Samara Joy. She just won, you know, Best New Artist as a Grammy um, for the year. And that, that just says a lot. That says a lot. And I think it, you know, people are looking and listening. And she's they, her marketing team and management team really set that up nicely. So, um, so I, th- I think... I think jazz is, uh, I think it's alive and well, but we do need to continue, like you said, writing. I think we need to keep, keep making our own standards. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would you do to change it? To change what? The writing part, helping it grow, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Well, I mean, I think everything you add to the conversation helps it grow. You know, I, I love my album. I don't, my album doesn't sound like any other artists out there. So in order to change it, I've added my voice, you know, that that's changing it. Um, not to say that my voice is the only way. It just, it gives it another spoke on the wheel. Um, but uh, as far as writing, I, you know, I, I, I really want to see what else I've got to say. And so I'm, I'm going to create some time and carve out time and, you know, keep making the notes on my phone to kind of think about topics and capture my dreams in the morning and see what my mind is telling me when I'm sleeping. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you noticed about the music industry recently? Um, I think parts of the music industry, parts of it, not all of it, um, I sometimes it might just be my age though, <laughs> but sometimes I listen to music and I'm like, this isn't music. What is this? Like this, he didn't even finish the sentence. Like, where's the poetry in this? You can tell nobody picks up a pen and writes anymore because what are they saying? You know, they sound like they just forgot to finish the verse, so they're like they just repeat the third line every time. You know, so I I, I definitely feel oh, you're like making fun of rap music. No, not rap. Some pop. Okay. Some pop. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. but please, I'm an. If you're old... going into drill rap and rumble rap, I was going to oh, make fun of it too. No, no, because <laughs> no. I mean, I was raised in the '80s when real rap was real rap, and now today's rap, mm, it's so. I can, I can make fun of that rap too. I mean, KRS-One <laughs> and where are the well. Oh yeah, I, I think there was some great, like knowledge dropped in the 80s in rap and 90s some and of course there's still some today i mean i, I eminem i think there's some great artists out there Ken, um uh kendrick there's some great artistry out there um uh i forget what the question was <laughs> what were you asking which pop song or artist okay don't say the artist but which pop stuff are you making fun of when you say they're not saying anything Oh, I could turn on the radio now and find something probably. But I mean, I th- but then there's some great pop out there. There's some great, I mean, there's some Harry Styles stuff out there. Of course, Silk Sonic, you know, PJ Morton. There's some great stuff out there. I, 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 you know, I tend to listen to good stuff. So I don't, I don't really find myself lingering in a, in a, on a station that doesn't have anything I really am enjoying. So, so I, you know, I'm not poo-pooing music. I think, I think, look, as, in, as long as there's music, 
there's there's opinions about it as long as there's any kind of art there's opinion about it so um i think it, but but i do i do hope that um our school systems continue to encourage creativity both in music and providing arts classes in the school in schools in public schools and uh and really making sure that people are graduating with real communicate communication skills so that that's all I, I i for all not just the people that can afford it yeah okay uh because i don't want to make fun of public school systems because that's a other thing miss mm-hmm. joy winning the grammy do you actually think that's going to help people listen more to even jazz any type of jazz I can't see why it wouldn't. It certainly is not going to hurt it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they go to the festivals that she performs in, then they'll learn and, and hear new things as well. Yeah. I unfortunately don't think it's going to help much. Mm-hmm. I do graduate her. I still think it's a great album, but mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to be like, Going out to festivals. Okay, got it. Like that. Got it. You know, I mean, oh, who I think about is Gregory Porter. What a voice and what a what a what a what a power he is. But um, but yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I I, I couldn't. I I don't pick hits when I listen to albums. I don't. I just know what I like. I know what I like to share. And um, and yeah. And I I I, I like hearing talent. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So where do you think jazz will be in 10 years? You know what? I don't, I haven't thought about that. I I couldn't guess. I think, I think, you know, I think everything goes in waves in the same way that, you know, Diana Krall was like, came along um, Nora Jones came along. Um, Esperanza Spalding came along. Um, of course, Diane Reeves was always there from the 80s and 90s. Well, 90s, I'll say. Um, um, there's there's just a lot of great talent out there. So I, I don't know where it's going to go. I really wouldn't even begin to guess. And I know, you know, for me as a singer, um, where I've been recording jazz in the up, you know, piano, upright, bass, drums, guitar, format, and sometimes big band or more. Um, even my jazz has expanded. You know, I'm not singing just the, 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 the old great American songbook, you know. Um, I've added yeah, more, more music. Something and, I do like about you. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> thank, um, you know, I've, I've added what I think are some American standards in, in the mix. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll always, I think the range will continue to grow as far as the standards, you know, bebop, instrumental, experimental, um, you know, in, out, in jazz, out jazz, you know, free jazz. And, um, and then I think the, I think the standards, quote unquote, will expand. I think people are reaching into the seventies and eighties now and, and seeing how that can become jazz. So, yeah, but uh, it, it's great. It's still being taught at schools and colleges. So that's a great thing. I do think, um, I do think, you know, with the movement of, 
of um, Black Lives Matter, I think that's made a big difference in the school systems, in the college systems, in the education systems, where we will have more um, people of color in the jazz universities and, and teaching jazz. So I think that's really important. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, that's a hard one even for me because I don't know if that's going to help. Do kids actually want to learn an instrument nowadays when most of the popular music doesn't have instruments anymore? And I think we, there will always be... You always need a musician. You do. And that's, and I, 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 I'm hoping and I have faith that that will always be, that there will, because I, I agree with you. Sometimes I listen to the new music and I'm like, I, there, where's the musicality? But I think on a whole, if, if I would we go on to Billboard top 200. Okay. How many people, how many artists there are actually instrumentalists? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. And I don't know what, how you compare that from 20 years ago to 40 years ago. So, um, well, 20, at least 20 years ago, mm -hmm. we had rock music. Mm -hmm. So you had to learn the instrument right. to at least be able to get on the stage. Right. 40 years ago, that would have been what the 40 years ago is the eighties, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 40 years ago is early eighties. The billboard was diverse as yes. hell. I mean, you still had cl Hooked on Classics making the billboards in the early 80s, Love if it. I'm correct. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So that's why I mean, I mean, that's why I'm saying mm -hmm. I don't know if a kid nowadays who is just turning on a basic radio station and is hearing drill, 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 techno, 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 mm -hmm. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Even most pop songs is highly, it's symphonized. Yeah. Or synthetic, or uh, right. what's it called? When it's a whole bunch of keys, right? Just uh, yeah, right. synthesizers. Right, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you know what? I really don't know. I, again, I think things happen in waves. I think there are a lot of musicians still out there making music. I think there are, and I think you know when it comes to going out and being on tour, people. You know, I mean, Ed Sheeran goes out there and does it by himself. Well, he's a musician. I mean, that's Ed Sheeran. That's Ed Sheeran. But most <laughs> like of the time, there's like ten artists mm -hmm. that if you name that could fill up an arena. Well, and that the the crazy thing is, like, I, I mean, I know I listen, I heard about Bad Bunny, and I heard about his tours, and a lot of these tours, they're just playing these tracks and performing over the tracks. You know, there's a sometimes, I know Bad Bunny for a moment had a segment where they did have live music in the concert, but I don't even know how. So there are artists out there not using musicians. So it, it's a wild and new thing. So we'll all, we'll all see what it is. You know, I, again, I'm not the one to sit here and project <laughs> what might be. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, a good question. No, it's a good question. I cause... actually think about. So when you get, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Very cool. So, what is your dream project? Ooh, my dream project. Well, there's a few. Um, one is to do an album with a symphony orchestra, like really big string arrangements. I love. I've always loved lush ballads and lush arrangements. Um, I love strings. Uh, so that's one of my dreams. Um, another dream is to actually 
do more writing. Um, well, I don't want to do more writing. So more original songs. Um, and man, collaborations. I would love to ever, oh my goodness, ever do anything with Stevie Wonder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie. Stevie. Oh. Wow. I had a chance to meet him. He's just, of course, he's, he's definitely like a ninth wonder of the world for sure. Okay. Yeah. And when is your next album coming out? Oh, my next album. You know, it was potentially set for the summer, um, but I'm not sure when it's actually going to happen. Um, sometime this year, I'll say, the second half of this year. And it's um, music that I learned from Nancy Wilson. Um, I wouldn't say that it's a tribute per se. It's not the typical tribute because it's not Nancy's greatest hits, for example. Um, but there's a scattering of, of songs on there that I just have loved from her for so many years and she was she's one of my favorite jazz vocalists and i'm honored that i got to sing for her at her 80th birthday party and, and meet her and she's she's just beautiful um so that yeah that'll be coming out it's called music that makes me dance that's the album that'll be coming out okay i'll be looking forward towards that thank okay. you thanks for asking and Ma'am, can you please tell the people your social media, your website, where to find your stuff? Oh, please. Yes. Uh, well, it's NicoleHenry.com is my website, which you can go there and, and sign up for my newsletter. So I always let people know what projects I've got going on, where I'm performing all over the world. Um, and then it's Nicole Henry Music for the most part on Instagram, Facebook. Um, and then on Twitter, it's Nicole Henry Jazz. So, yes, okay. yes. But if you look up Nicole Henry, vocalist or singer, you can find me. Okay. Well, everyone, this is Leander from Improv Exchange. Thank you. And have a good one. Thank you, Leander. Great to be with you. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange. <laughs>